Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two hyper-ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these nug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed, up in this bitch Yes sir, yes sir, we back from our brief break that we took from the good people, you know what I mean? We had to take care of some things on this side, but we back in business. Yes, sir. Just in time for the holidays, you know, we got something that's going to wake up nicely for Christmas Eve on y'all motherfuckers, so definitely thank y'all for tuning in. Yes, thank you, thank you. Now, we're going to go ahead and bring you a regular show, uh, uh, album reviews coming, uh, interviews coming. Yes, sir. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're yes, gonna take sir. it take it back to roots like we usually do and get it give you a regular mm-hmm. show where we just talk about a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything going on. Yes, and definitely of course end of the year. So, you know, typically there's not much going on in the music industry because just like everybody else, it's fucking holiday season mm-hmm. and niggas is at home with their families and shit like that. So niggas ain't really at the club doing wild shit, ignorant shit. So but even then there's still some shit we gonna talk about though. Yes, so, sir. You know, we're gonna get right into that though. All right, and let's just go ahead and uh, get the the sad shit out the way. That's kind of how I like to roll with things. And well, yeah, uh, yep. saying R.I.P. to Mr. Uh, Tommy Tiny Zeus Lester, uh, better known as Debo from the Friday franchise. Mm-hmm. He passed away from natural causes, they say, in his home uh, last week. So R.I.P. to him and to the friends and family. Yep. And damn, you know, Friday, uh, the, the new Friday movie is getting slimmer and slimmer because the yeah. actors keep dying, man. And it's yeah, yeah, no, you ain't lying, dog. And um, you know, I'll tell you this: I, I wasn't even hip that he was. Um, that was a movie, the, the Zeus joint, right? Mm-hmm. I thought he was. I thought that might have been him actually. I guess being a wrestling character. No, I, I'm not sure if that's a if that's a movie joint. Actually, it's like one of his nicknames. Uh, he might have been a wrestler before, or just a random name that they gave him. I really don't know where the Zeus came from. Because I've seen, I've seen, it's probably because um, he's big as shit. <laughs> I've seen, no, but I've seen stills of him in the ring with Hulk Hogan. But I'm not okay. sure if that was if that was like a program and an actual wrestling, or if that was part of like a movie. Because I heard that he was in a movie with Hulk Hogan, so I'm not really sure. Uh, okay. I don't know. But regardless, regardless, you know, like you were saying, everybody knows him from Friday. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple other movies that I don't know at the top of my head, but for sure, iconic and uh, definitely a major loss. Um, Especially like you were saying with, you know, the, the, what was it, a remake that they were making or was it just the next? They were going to, I think it was going to be a next one, like another one, because they were trying to get the actors back and everything. And uh, yeah, it was the No Holds Barred uh, 1989 wrestling uh, movie he was in mm, okay okay oh wow and then later yeah, right. on in the in the in the an in inspired feud of the wwf later that, that that year of 1989 he was billed as zeus the human wrecking machine and used the same um uh monster heel gimmick uh in matches <laughs> so, oh, so he, he actually so he did both i think so or maybe maybe oh, it was shit. just in this movie i don't know so the following summer yeah no the following SummerSlam, he did a, an alliance with the million Hulk dollar Hogan. man Ted DiBiase, <laughs> mm. leading into Survivor Series, and then um, let me see. At the event, the team of the Hulkamaniacs uh, faced the million dollar team. Yep, um, that sounds right. 
and Zeus was eliminated from the match via disqualification after refusing to break a chokehold on Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Interesting. So, that's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty fucking crazy. I know, right? Because I'm over here thinking, like, I'm not sure if it was a movie or if it was actually a wrestling program, but apparently it was both. Yeah, it turned into it, so that's crazy. That's Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, Dude. big shout-out to, to him, though, definitely an entertainer in every aspect and obviously, you know, did his thing. Exactly. So nah, big, he, was big, a, he was in a rack of movies, too. Oh, was he? Yeah, dog. He was in, let me see, he was in Beverly Hills <coughs> 2. Uh, I'm trying to just name the ones that most people would know. Right. Um, Thin Line Between Love and Hate, which is a pretty good movie. He was in Barbed Wire <laughs> with Pam Anderson. Uh, he was in The Fifth Element. He was in Jackie Brown, which I had forgotten about. The Players Club. I got the hookup. Damn. like huh? He was in Lil Nicky. Oh, that's right. He was in Lil Nicky. Yeah, he was in a lot. He was is that in the Adam Sandler movie? Yeah. He was in Awesome Powers oh. Gold member. Oh, shit. So, yeah. He, yeah, he had a bunch of rows under his belt. Yeah, he's out here. Hard and heavy. Oh, he was in The Dark Knight, too. He had a small role in The Dark Knight. Did That's he? right, he did. Because remember when they had the thing where the the people that worked every day and then the prisoners were, like, in a transport, like, on, like, a like a sky transport. It was, like, a train in the sky or some shit like that. And they had things to blow each other up, and they were trying to get mm. the, one or the other to blow them up. They thought the people were going to blow up the criminals and, and vice versa. Oh, okay. And then he right. was actually the one, uh, Tiny Zeus Lester was actually the one who took the remote away from the criminal guy who had it and was like, we're not killing anybody or some shit like that. So, yeah, no, nah, he's been oh, out okay. here. All type of movies. No, nah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Catalog, huge catalog, man. Hell, yeah. All, all, all well-rounded catalog, for sure. Yep. So yeah, R.I.P. to the God right there. That's a that's another sure. uh, another black actor uh, that everybody knows and nobody knows oh, yeah, at the same sure. time. <laughs> no, yeah, apparently, and the reason, you, and it's funny because, like you said, apparently nobody really knows him because everybody just knows him for Friday. But look at everything he's done now. He's and, a working actor. He's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Learn something new every day, y'all. No, yeah, for sure. Big R.I.P. to to the man, yes, definitely. Sir. All right, and a uh, quick note: uh, What do you think? Uh, did you hear that uh, Tiana Taylor's talking about retirement? Yeah, I heard. I actually heard. I think I briefly heard the video where she was um, explaining that. Just, I guess it's taking its toll on her, mm-hmm. on her mental, just being in the whole process of it. And honestly, right, I feel like, well, for sure, you know, her man being in, in the NBA, I'm sure they're both they're both made enough money individually to be straight and not have to really worry about. You know, her putting out music. And also, I feel like Tiana Taylor is also involved in a lot of different other things. I feel like she might be able to do TV in some aspect or things like that. So I feel like, um, I, I feel like, fuck it. You know, I feel like if, if it's really taking that much of a toll on you, I feel like you should not make music anymore because I feel like at least good music, in my opinion, comes from like a deep space within most people. Yeah. And I feel like if you're not able to tap into that because of, the mental space you're in because of everything that's going on, then I feel like you probably shouldn't be doing music. So I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's a, it's a tough decision for her, for any artist to make, especially her. Cause I feel like she's a really good artist, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like if that's what she's trying to do, I feel like she should probably do it. And um, the thing about, I feel like retiring, right. Is that people say retiring mm-hmm. just because, you know, I guess in their mind, they're not going to make music again. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's every artist is gonna always make music as long as they're able to make music. Like regardless if they push it out, I feel like it's kind of hard to find an artist that just stops making music. You know what I mean? It, it almost doesn't happen. I feel. That's even true. later on. 
Like if you if you really think about it, like even if their music isn't as big, I feel like a lot of artists get old into their age, even rappers, and they're still making music whether it's a big you know song or not. It's still you know still, that's that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. That's so. like their profession. That's what they know. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. I agree with you. And I think it's really sad simply because I think that Tiana Taylor is is an incredible talent, whether she's dancing, singing, whatever. Yeah, for sure. The thing that kind of messes with me, though, and that I have, um, I kind of look sideways at the whole situation. Like she says, she's not in a good headspace and having to deal with a lot of bullshit, basically, when it comes to the industry. She works under Kanye. So is that bullshit coming from Kanye or is that actual regular industry bullshit that you'd have to worry about? Because with Kanye, you've got the industry bullshit and then you got his bullshit. So, right. No, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, when it comes to putting out music, I'm sure he's somebody who has a big say in that. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe she feels like, you know, dealing with Kanye is interfering with her creative, you know, workflow. And she feels that she can't put the music she wants to put out because of Kanye. So, and and, and I guess in order to not say that, uh, in order to not start this, you know, crazy thing that she'll probably end up looking like the bad guy at the end of the day, just because of who Kanye is. I feel like in her mind, I, I mean, it's a possibility, you know, we're not saying that this is, you know, true enough, but it's definitely something that I could see being a possibility, but I don't know, man. I, I feel like she's, I think she's a mother of two now. Is that, is that what they have I two kids? I believe so, uh, yeah. Yeah, they just had, they just had one one, but I'm not sure if it was the second or the third. I want to say it's the second, but. Well, they, ha- they have a whole family, both of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're both a very, and I hate to put it this way, but like they're, I guess they both have brands that are very marketable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they both are, you know, Iman Shumpert does a lot of like uh, shows and shit. And I feel like he could do probably well, um, like, you know, NBA analyst or whatever when he's done playing. And even uh, Tiana Taylor, she does a lot of fashion shit. You know, she designs a lot of shoes and does a lot of collaborations with brands. So I feel like she's going to be fine. So, yeah, I mean, fuck it, dog. Like you said, you know, she's a very talented artist, but if it's not working out and, and at the end of the day she can always come back you know what I mean yeah. so for that for that reason which is kind of like like I said it's kind of funny when artists say they're gonna retire because what does that really mean like does that it's because it's, it's hard to believe they're just gonna stop making music mm-hmm. I think so most people like when they she, say they're, they're gonna retire it's more like I'm not touring anymore like I feel like that's really yeah. what it is yeah didn't Jay Z say he was gonna retire like a couple times already? Yeah, like I know he he retired once for like, sure, like in like two thousand three or some shit like that, and then <laughs> was back like less than a year later with another album. <laughs> yeah, that's just funny. And he well, honestly, like, no- he just never really said anything about retiring after that. He just kind of like disappeared for a while, and then got in trouble and was like, "Oh, well, wifey said this about me, so here's my side." <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. That's funny. Yeah, man. So I, I don't know, man. Like you said, it's definitely uh, just sucks in general that as an artist, she's not going to be putting music out, at least in the foreseeable future. But mm-hmm. like I said, I don't think it's going to last long. I feel like maybe give it like maybe two, three years and she'll be back. So definitely take the time you need, though, Tiana. It's been a tough year for everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely all need to get in the right mindset, especially if you have kids. You know what I mean? It's somebody that you want to make sure you're in the right mindset. And maybe she just wants to focus on that, which is another thing that we got very true very true and also go ahead my bad no i was gonna say you know especially with kids being home and not being able to go to school so maybe it's just it's 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 daunting you know what i mean like especially i think iman is i'm not sure if iman is is signed to a team right now but i would imagine that 
that would put a lot of the burden on Tiana to. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if, if if you know kids are you know school age right now, but if they are, you know, I would imagine it put a big burden on her. So very true, very true. I think it's important for her to handle that situation for sure. Plus, and like you said, she could always take the time to come back later, and then she could come back as an independent artist. Oh yeah, for so sure. like she can she for can sure. not have to really worry about any of that shit that was giving her the headache before. Do things on her terms, release it on her terms. And everything oh, yeah. is done through how she wants it to be done. And I feel like she's somebody who doesn't really need, like, she she's established enough to be able to do that, to, like, disappear for a couple of years. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then just come back. So, yeah, yeah. like I said, I, I think, again, if this is for the best, then, you know, I think it's it's a good move. Yeah. No, I definitely that. agree with you. But it's sad to see her go because I feel like she's really just getting started as an artist. I mean, she really she got like what two albums out? Like she only been in like in in the arena of music for like maybe five years at least. Like she has not really been around yeah. that long. So it's just sad to see no, her go. Right. And I I want to see what she would turn into because I like her music. She's not one of my favorites, but her music is good. So like, and I feel like I guess combining everything that she does so well. I feel like she has a real star potential, you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. it, it, it's 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 interesting to see, you know, where she can go when she does, you know, decide to come back. Mm-hmm. And which again, I'm sure she will. She can dance too, and that's always something yeah. mm-hmm. that is like sought after for everything. So it's just like she she really could have multiple streams of income if she wanted to on her terms. But I mean, like, you know, like you said, she's got two young kids. Amani's not in the NBA right now. She is, you know, stressed the hell out on every level, as I would assume, between, you know, mm-hmm. just normal family stress plus having one that's not employed. COVID-19 is here, all yep. of this other shit. So I can see where she'd hit a breaking point and just be like, look, I'm just not I'm not going to bother with this anymore. I'm just going to focus yeah, on what I sure. need to. But again, like you said, she always an avenue to come back. People are gonna. People who love you are always gonna want to hear more from you. No question. And again, I feel like, um, yeah, like I feel like her fans are definitely gonna be there regardless whenever she does come back. And uh, you know, definitely, I, I support it, man. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's go on and talk about your man Kodak Black. Okay. <laughs> so a por- apparently, from the Bureau of Parole, Kodak has been using narcotics i guess the entirety of the time that he's been locked up in prison they didn't i didn't really read enough of the article to uh to say how long they've been doing he'd been doing it but i mean from the way that they was talking it sounded like he was just he was just popping pills like (laughs) like it wasn't nothing let me tell you dog i've seen um i can't think of his name right now but he's like a south a south florida artist he's like a young dude and he just got out of jail he was sentenced to jail for i think it was um attempted murder or some shit he was like doing a big like he was waiting to get bail for a big charge right mm-hmm. and in his jail cell there was like literally a hd tv and it looked like he was watching like some live tv he had a bunch of shit around him and uh yeah just it, it just blew my mind to think that yo this nigga's living a little better than some niggas out here while he's in jail i'm saying that's just ridiculous you know what i mean and and on top of that, I've heard I don't know if you heard Boozy say in his uh some of his black uh black interviews that when he was in, in uh in jail, he was able to drink lean every day. Which is kinda crazy to think about. Wow. So yeah, man, it, it's I, I, I don't doubt that, you know, going Them back supply to supply chains is real. I don't yo yeah, I don't, I don't doubt that Kodak is able to acquire that, you know, especially him having the money he has. Mm-hmm. Nigga, all, all it takes is finding a uh, an officer, uh, a corrections officer in there. 
was willing to do it. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes, you know, for him to bring that shit in there and pretty much turn the naked eye, and that's all it takes. Damn. See, so, that's wild. But I'm assuming this means he's not getting out anytime soon. Because again, I didn't read the entirety of the article. But if he was up for parole, I'm pretty sure he's no longer is. Hey, <laughs> uh, no bullshit. I would think that that would be something that his lawyer would tell him from the jump. Like, look, yeah. I know you're probably going to be able to get your hands on drugs in there. But please, for the sake of your parole, do not fucking use drugs. And I don't know, man. And, and it, it's crazy, right? Because I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube. I don't know if you ever seen them where like it's like it's like this really buff black dude. And he just it's called Fresh Out of Prison. He'll do like interviews with people who just got out of prison and oh no, I haven't seen him. Wild shit. Yeah, and it's actually a pretty pretty interesting channel. And uh, they just talk about like all the shit that they I guess do to survive in prison, like as far as like making food and just different shit, right? And I don't know, it's just kind of crazy that Kodak, this is a fucking multi millionaire rapper, is pretty much resorting to having to do all that shit. Mm-hmm. And this nigga's still doing shit that's keeping him in there pretty much at the end of the day. Well, you know, niggas go against their own best interests most of the time. Facts. Facts. So, no, that's a fact. This is like, you know you want to be that's free, but you don't want to do what you need to do to, to get free or to stay free for real. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know what's crazy though, right? And I'm sure you've probably had either friends or family members who feel this way, but some people, they kind of function better in an environment like that. Yeah. Because they... I don't know, maybe their whole life, maybe that's how Kodak has grown up and his environment has been like that crazy animalistic kind of like, yo, I'm going to get you before you get me type of situation. And um, yeah, that's that's usually kind of the situation that is in jail. So I'm sure that Kodak is probably in that situation now. And I don't know, it's just kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is. Especially as much as they, they gave him a lot, so many chances to like change up shit. And I mean, Kodak did change a little bit from what we could see publicly. Like he wasn't as ratchet as he was before, but he still, of course, had ratchet ass tendencies. I mean, you only take a nigga yeah. from South Florida out, out of South Florida for so long and ex- not expect him to be like a nigga from South Florida. So. I'll tell you this, though, because I think Kodak might be, like, 24 right now. I feel like once he gets to that, like, threshold of 27, 28, 29, mm-hmm. I feel like hopefully, you know, he's able to get there and be a free man at that point. And I feel like once he gets to that point, I feel like he, hopefully he'll have matured and just start to lay low a lot more and mm-hmm. not have to deal with it. Because, dog, this nigga is literally a millionaire. And granted, I'm sure he was able to get money before music, mm-hmm. you know, to one way or course, another. Yeah. And... um but still, you know, this is this is fucking legal money you're you're getting now, and it's just, you know, I don't know, it's just kind of crazy that people are so caught up in what they do and risk throwing all this shit away. Just, I don't know, it's kind of crazy that you know you don't have somebody around you to guide you in that right direction. But exactly, you know, it is what it is, I guess. But, yeah. but hopefully, you know, Kodak is able to, you know, either change or somehow get out of this situation. Hopefully, this doesn't affect his parole. Even though I'm sure in some way, shape, or form, it probably will. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, but because um, I think he's supposed to get out in 2022, I want to say, which is kind of crazy. Oh, well, maybe they they may not uh, lengthen the sentence, but they may put you know harder restrictions or some shit. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing? They're probably gonna put him in solitary anyway for a while. So, right, not for sure. But. Let's also talk about somebody else who just got out of prison. Yes. Which is uh, Roddy Rebel. Oh, shit. From GS9. Okay. Uh, so, as for those of y'all that I'm sure a lot of y'all know, but for those of y'all that don't know, that was 
Bobby Schmurder's co-defendant uh, in his trial and his 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 man, because obviously you would only do what uh, Bobby Schmurder did for your true man or your brother, however you want to look at it. You know, Bobby Schmurder ended up actually taking more time in order for him to, to get less time. Mm-hmm. And he actually got less time at the end of the day, uh, uh, Rowdy Rebel. So it's kind of crazy that, you know, that's how I ended up resorting and he's still in there. But nonetheless, he's out. And um, I don't know. It's just it's good to see you know, him out and hopefully Bobby, you know, coming out in a couple months, you know. So definitely big, big shout out to the whole TS9, man. For sure. Now, I, I, I wonder if he's going to do anything about, like, getting the whole thing back together, setting it up so that when when Bobby gets I'm sprung, sure. you know, they can just pretty much hit the ground running and not have to, like... And you know what? You know what's so crazy, right? Hmm. And, and this kind of just shows, and, and I really do hope that like hip hop kind of supports and really, uh, you know, pushes the whole this whole movement. Because I feel like hip hop loves to encourage this whole no snitching, you know, shit like that. And I feel like you should be rewarded, or people like that should be rewarded. How you reward them is by supporting their music and by obviously it has to be good music. Yeah. But like I feel like what I'm saying is that I really hope people rock with it because I feel like I don't know, there's this whole pride behind no snitching and that's literally what these niggas did and he held his man down, didn't testify against them, yeah. and took more time at the end of the day. So I feel like I don't know, I really hope that they land in a position where they would capitalize off of exactly. you know, all this all this hype. Because I've said it before uh, on the show, uh, it would be a goddamn shame that if the snitch come out and, you know, still out here making money, getting profitable and being big. Yeah. But then Bobby Schmurder, you know, for what he did, he cuts out and then it can't, you know, generate yep. a career. I, like that would just be like the most cruel punishment, like the most ridiculous shit that ever happened. So I hope that they uh, they really everybody gets behind him and supports him and and does all of that, because like. Like you said, that's the that's pretty much the rule in hip hop, just like in the streets, no snitching. Nah, for sure, for sure, man. And um, I don't know, man. It's crazy, like to even the bump and going to, you know, six nine. Now we haven't heard of him in a couple months. He put out them songs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he realized that if he kept his pace, because his views kept going lower and lower and lower every song he was putting out, mm-hmm. even the Nicki Minaj songs. So I don't know, man. It's just kind of it's interesting to see what he's gonna do next um, even though hopefully none of us pay attention to that shit and just keep that shit pushing basically yeah. but uh yeah that's uh that's good to hear that uh Roddy Rebel's out yeah for uh, sure man keep yeah, yeah, just do free, good free. things do good things yeah, stay out <laughs> stay out man free Bobby Schmurder uh free Tax Stone you already know yep we might be screaming free Tunchi soon. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> love that great, transition. Man. Hey, great, great, great. Because Lil, right. that's all right, that's all right. Lil Wayne has pled guilty to uh, <sighs> the federal weapons charge that he got hit with, and yeah. his sentencing is supposed to be scheduled for the 28th of January. Um, mm. and the max sentence for that is 10 years. 10. Yep. So, is there? If, do you know if there's a, a minimum on that? Uh, I don't know what the minimum was because that's I was just I when I read the article they just gave the max. So okay. like the minimum would probably be like probably like no more than two years like he probably. did before. Well, fed, federal weapons charge? I don't know about all that, especially since you are already well, a, yeah. a, a felon. Yeah. So damn, that's crazy. So if he gets convicted, he's probably definitely doing at least a year or two, probably. Mm-hmm. I would say probably like probably. 18, 18 to like. 22 months maybe that's that would be like my guess 
And this is, you know, it's so crazy because I feel like you could, you could argue that Lil Wayne at this point in his career, he's like almost like legend status, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. slash kind of pop star status. Mm-hmm. And he's still in a position where he feels like he needs to carry a gun with him. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it really fucking is. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously, you know, we're not somebody who likes the pocket watch here, but this man just, I don't know if you've seen that he did the whole, uh, sold the whole Young Money catalog for 100 million bucks. Oh, I thought so, that was just his. No, the whole Young Money joint. I think it's not including his. I think he just sold the Young Money catalog, which what? is kind of crazy. That's no, insane. I could have I I read that wrong, but I've seen somewhere that, it, that somebody, I think, tried to explain that, that he sold the Drake, the Nicki Minaj, Tyga, and everybody else. But I think, I, it, I really think it's not including his. I would be so mad were, if I was Drake or saying, Nicki. They were saying that he feels like just off of his alone, he could have gotten a lot more than that because I feel like Lil Wayne's catalog is pretty deep. Yeah, it's true. So um, you could argue it's probably up there with, with Drake's probably even. Just just on the, the longevity that it's been. True. Sure. Very true. So, um, man. yeah, man, it's kind of, it just sucks, man, that, you know, somebody who's without a doubt been a, a, a top rapper at a certain point, not even all that long ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you still have to ride around with a, with a gun. And, you know, does that speak on safety? Does that speak on just ignorance? You know, who knows? But at the end of the day, it just, it sucks that he feels that like he needs to do that one reason or another. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, you should have like, I mean, you're rich enough to have all of the best security. All of, you're rich enough to have just some niggas that you know there with the weapon. Like, yeah. To, yeah. To protect you. Like, this is my security right here. I'm, this is my, I don't know. That, <sighs> I wish we could really go into the minds of some of these niggas and see why it is that they do the things that they do. You know, I will say this though. I've heard from a lot of people to say that, like, I guess artists get into certain, situations that obviously don't come to light Mm -hmm. and maybe they feel like their best safety measure is for them to have a weapon and the truth is we don't know maybe something may have happened to Lil Wayne and maybe he felt like he needed to carry a gun we don't know but because that that can happen and obviously if they're in a position where something happens and it was a close call they might not want to bring that up to, to, to light so um I don't know, man. I don't know why uh, artists, you know, still put themselves in this position, but yeah. it's obviously a reason. I don't think uh, I would hope that artists aren't just dumb, just blatantly dumb to not have a dude next to them carry that shit. You know what I mean? But regardless, um, yeah, man, that's that's what Lil Wayne is caught up with at this point. Unfortunately, this is his second uh, federal gun charge in what the last ten years, probably. Yeah, yeah. I think that was his best. And so, it's stupid because um, you yeah, think niggas would learn from T.I. Like, what the fuck happened to T.I.? Y'all think that yeah. these niggas would learn, but no. Y'all keep making these same At least learn from mistakes. yourself. Yeah. At least learn from yourself. Exactly. You're going to learn from somebody else. At least learn from yourself. You already spent a year in prison because of that shit before. <laughs> and Drake fucked your girl because of that. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know if you heard. I don't know if you've seen that. It was like, it came out like an interview. It was like, yeah, man. Me and Drake had like a little weird patch because when I was in jail, he fucked my bitch. And I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty crazy, and it's crazy because he kind of took the. Uh, I feel like that was when Drake kind of like took a step in front of Lil Wayne. Yeah, and, so I mean it was kind of inevitable, especially since Lil Wayne was locked away and had nothing. Oh no, to do, for so. sure. So no, and, and that's the crazy part that like I feel like that was such a pivotal part in his life, just because he kind of his career kind of just took a huge stall just because he was in jail, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of shit. 
But yeah, man. I hope he doesn't get the ten years. Uh, if he gets, if he has to go, uh, I hope it's real short because yeah. you know he's gonna have to get his teeth replaced again. Oh yeah, for sure. Any all of that metal so, taken out of his out of his body. So. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen uh, his his dreads are like hanging on by like a fucking thread. Yeah, that it's I don't crazy. What the fuck is what the fuck happened to his hair? Because he used to have vicious dreads. Yeah, it's hell like yeah. But... Did you just let them like mat together, or did you like? that's another reason i i won't get dreads is because i don't want that type of ugly shit happening but also you know mm-hmm. his shit his hair is falling out because remember he had that one picture yeah. where he had that big ass bald spot in the back and all the all the shitty looking dreads were kind of hanging over it or whatever yeah no yeah that's that's i mean that's just pretty much what's happening at the front of his hair now mm. mm-hmm. which is unfortunate but you know who i, I mean he, the nigga did also get caught with a rack of other drugs and shit like that so it's just very true I don't know, man. When you live in a certain lifestyle, it's kind of hard to keep up other shit, I guess. I don't right, know. Yeah. And I could definitely see that probably some of that shit that he was fucking with had something to do with yeah. his hair falling out and all that other shit. So. Pro- potentially, man. Crazy, mm-hmm. though. But, you know, hopefully he's able to, you know, stay out of jail somehow in this case. But, you know, it's not looking too good, though. Yeah, for real. But good luck to him. Hope nothing Thank bad you. happens to you. But, I mean, it is jail, so... <laughs> Hey, and let's talk about one more motherfucker that's, mm. you know, potentially could uh, serve some jail time, okay. which is uh, your boy Sean Kingston. Oh, shit. Who apparently owes money to a, a jeweler. Now, I've heard over the years countless stories of Sean Kingston owing money to the jeweler, which is kind of crazy because he just doesn't appear to for me to be him to be the type to owe money to jewelers. I don't know. It's just not something that I would see him do. That's random. I didn't even know he was... Yeah, but I guess apparently he's really big on jewelry in general, and you know, know obviously he hasn't had to be buying jewelry. But that's what I'm saying. (laughs) That might be why the nigga has a warrant out for his arrest currently. Um, I'm not sure if he either turned himself in or if the feds got him already. But regardless, oh my god, he's facing uh, I think a minimum of two years in prison. So it's kind of crazy to think. And it looks like it's about yeah, it's it's just over three hundred thousand dollars that he owes this jeweler. Three hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Skated out on the bill, shawty. Mm. How you do that so, to a jeweler? Know, you man. know they got they know they coming for their money. You can't just walk. No. It ain't like going. It's like like going to Denny's and and woofing down a slam and then walking the fuck out. Like this is motherfucking diamond, probably like custom made jewelry. <laughs> you know what I think it is? I feel like maybe some people he might work with, like on some underground shit. Like some under the table shit, mm-hmm. and maybe he feels that like, oh th- these niggas are gonna call the police, and I'm gonna just duck them after that. Mm-hmm. But with this, maybe he dealt with somebody who was like a legitimate business who was by the books and was like, you know what, I'm doing receipts, I'm doing all that shit, nigga, and I'm fucking hitting up the cops right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, and that's 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 pretty much what happened. And I don't know, man, it's just a crazy situation to to hear about in 2020 is a a old you know I guess R&B singer getting. A warrant because of some chains, pretty much. Dog, what is up with 2020 and this being the year of the scammers? You know? Like, there's so many people running different scams and fraudulent yeah. shit going on. Like, this is just getting yeah. out of control. Like, I've never heard so many famous people getting caught up in some shit. I'm not, I'm not talking about regular people. I'm talking about famous people. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people bring up the fact that you know, obviously, niggas ain't touring. Yeah, but damn, you know, niggas ain't touring. And, and let's be fair, dog. A lot of these guys make. A minimum of ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a show. A lot of the time. Yeah, but you think that and your famous pre- ass is not gonna get caught up in some shit? That somebody's not gonna know who the fuck you is? 
No, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I guess at some point, I guess the the, um, the reward outweighs the risk in their mind, I guess, because they, they're, they're so used to living this lifestyle. And it's also really not beneficial for their brand if they look like they're not spending all this money during the pandemic. You know what I mean? Because these are guys who say they got all this money. And if during a pandemic, if you're not able to stay afloat, then you might lose relevancy. You know, and, and that's something that I feel like as a rapper, especially in 2020, is something that you really need to hold on to. True. But but regardless, um, yeah, man, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really hoping this fucking pandemic's over just so that rappers don't got to resort to this dumbass shit that's going on. Because it's definitely been going on for the last few months. Yeah, and it's getting really, like, sad to see it. I mean, I know not every... It's not like the big A-list stars are doing this yet. But it's just like, damn, y'all are really going to try and fuck up y'all career. Like, y'all got an actual career going on, whether it's COVID or not. Are you going to try and do that and try and scam and then think that you can still make... I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. But see, that's that's what I'm saying. That I feel like at this point, A-list stars, you know, they, they... I mean, thankfully, they don't have to do it. But maybe a lot of these other artists, you know, they travel with a bunch of people... They travel with their whole hood pretty much. Uh-huh. And I guess they haven't gotten to that point where they realize, you know what, dog, I'm, this isn't sustainable in order for me to be able to stay afloat if I can't tour for the next couple of months. So, you know, a lot of these guys are younger guys too. So it's kind of, yeah. I guess, understandable. But still, I agree. A lot of the A list celebrities uh, or A list rappers are definitely, you don't see none of this happen. Exactly. Hopefully. And I guess continuing the, the trail to prison. Jeez. <laughs> um, Casanova, yeah, is is um. Let me see the Fed. You say the Feds were using his interviews, shit that he was saying in his interviews, yep. with various mm-hmm. interviews. Apparently, not just Vlad TV, which everyone thinks is the Feds, right? To prosecute him, and I'm not even sure how. What what are they What are they prosecuting him for? Do you know? Because I don't even know what the charges are. I just keep hearing that the, well, he got caught up with the Feds because of interviews. Apparently, well, and then this is why it doesn't really make too much sense to me because. Apparently, he got caught up being part of a gang that, um, I guess, has been doing a bunch of wild shit in New York. And apparently, a kid died because of something that they were doing, and he was underage and some more shit. So there, I guess, the whole RICO, you know, laws and shit, if you're even part of that gang or whatever, you get charged with the RICO case. Accessory, basically. Yeah, and then you're getting crazy numbers and shit, you know what I mean? So, um... That's pretty much what happened with Casanova in this case, where uh, allegedly, you know, he's a part of, you know, whatever they're saying he's a part of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, apparently this, this you know, organization did a whole bunch of wild shit. And that's that's pretty much what they're doing. But it's crazy because the Vlad interviews, he doesn't really talk about any, you know, shit that could even sound remotely anything like that. He talks mm-hmm. about shit he did in prison. He talks about shit he did 10 years ago, which he already got prosecuted for. Yeah. So I'm not sure... I don't think it'd be that interview because I, I don't, I don't know how people can use that against them. But um, I don't know, man. It's, I will say though that um, I do feel like Vlad kind of pushes a certain, you know, even though when artists say they don't want to talk about it, typically he's like, you know, all right, cool, no problem, yeah, and I just go forward. But but I feel like he phrases questions in a way that makes it easy to answer something that you might feel uncomfortable with to say. Mm-hmm. That makes any sense? Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. So. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I I really hope that's not the case. I've I've heard many times Vlad say that he's never uh, they've never used a video of his before, and if they were to try to, he would fight it. Yeah. Um, and that apparently, I guess he also uh, calls the police sometimes ahead to check certain artists to see if they have any open warrants that they might not know about 
uh, in order to not ask them about certain things, I guess. Not set them up. Yeah. Right, exactly. At least that's what he said in, yeah. in the interview. I want to say it was with uh, No Jumper, but... Interesting. Like I was saying, I don't know, man. I've I've thought about it, and, you know, everybody likes to, I guess, shit on Vlad right now. And as somebody who's, you know, in the communications field, I just feel like, to some degree, that's kind of just journalism. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and I feel like, you know, journalists in other areas don't really get shit on for them being too, you know, in the fucking mix of things. I, and, and I'm not sure why in this case it is, you know what I mean? I mean, so, that's typically uh, how it is in hip hop, though. So, like, if you ask too many questions or you ask the wrong questions or blah, 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 they tend to shit on the press. Like, and the press, the press usually never, when something happens in the hip hop community, like, the press never really i mean they, there's no positive way that they put a spin on anything it's usually if if it has to do with hip-hop and it's in the major news it's usually in a negative tone which means there was a fight there was a shooting there was something no that's true so that's true which which kind of makes it hard i guess for people who are covering hip-hop to not make it that their most of their shit is about violence mm-hmm. or about shit like that because unfortunately a lot of what these guys rap about or talk about or the image they portray is this straight violence. Know, super crazy gangster yeah. violent shit? So, yeah, I agree. I agree, man. It's 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 kind of hard to not you know show that, I guess. But and plus, Vlad is also white in in a black art form doing the interview. Right. So of course they're gonna think that he's the feds. I mean, you get niggas that go on the Breakfast Club and they they go talk to Angie Martinez or they go to uh, Hot yeah. ninety five uh, uh, and and talk to what's that nigga's name Ebro and shit like that mm-hmm. and they say all yeah. type of wild shit on those shows but nobody yeah. ever says anything because mm-hmm. they are people of color and they are all in the yep. culture like that and it's just like Vlad yes he's definitely in the culture because he's been interviewing niggas for a while now but he's still a white guy and he's always going to be looked at as if, if something happened it's probably because of the white guy no yeah and again don't get me wrong I get that whole I guess notion of that right but I agree 100% with what you're saying. I feel like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Angela Yee. I feel like she's definitely somebody who, and it's funny because Gucci Mane kind of caught her out on it mm-hmm. uh, with that whole wild shit that went on with them. But um, I don't know. I feel like to a certain degree she'll ask, maybe not incriminating questions, but like personal questions she'll definitely dive into. And I feel like, like you're right, you know, mm-hmm. for the most part she gets a pass. And Charlemagne but, uh, does the same shit too to females. Mostly, he doesn't do it yeah. anymore. But like I remember, he said he wanted. To, he told Jennifer Lopez that when she left, she was gonna sniff her seat or some shit like that. And then she was oh, always talking wow. about sucking farts out of people's butts and shit like that. And like, yeah, he mm-hmm. would tell that to women that that he was attracted to on the show. And I'm like, bruh, like that's yeah, that's that's insane. So it's just, but he never really yeah. got like any real flack about it. Like maybe with I think he got flack about it with like an an older actress or something like that came and mm. he said something and whatever whatever but yeah. i think i think just like angela Yee, the only person that's ever called charlamagne out on the radio or whatever was i think um monique when she was up there mm. yeah no for sure um yeah man i mean i don't know man it, it, it's again it all goes back to the whole uh being a white guy mm-hmm. uh, and you know and, and, and I will say, I think it's a, it's kind of a cheap thing for people to always, you know, pull the, oh, he's a white guy, he's a, a culture vulture card, uh, when, when people might, you know, I guess not roll with how you're going things. Because I feel like the same happens with uh, Adam22 on Old Jumper, mm-hmm. where, you know, and granted, you know, I, I can understand why some people might feel that way, but 
I don't know, man. I, I just feel like it's kind of, if, if you always pull that, I feel like when that really happens, it's going to be kind of like, people are going to be like, nah, dog, that's, you know, you were saying that before and that's not really the case. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, though, that uh, Vlad always says that he's like, you know, a guest in the house of hip hop or whatever. Um, yeah. But, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just feel like the the journalist in me just doesn't really find nothing wrong with him just asking questions because they don't got to answer it. Yeah, they don't have to. You can always say, I'm you know just like, mean, I, so. I don't want to answer that. Like, oh, okay, move on yeah. to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, so I don't know, man. You know, but regardless, you know, if you're a young artist out there, man, you go on Black TV, you don't got to answer the fucking question. That's just, that's just what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Basically. You know, because, because unfortunately, this is the kind of, I guess, stuff that is going to pop off in rap right now. So obviously, people are going to look for that kind of content. So don't fall for the trap, y'all. Exactly. Don't become someone else's, uh, Meal ticket, basically. Yep, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, and um, like, like, go ahead. Now, I was just gonna say, like, everybody who's who's against Vlad and doesn't want Vlad to succeed, that's really how you do it. You know, just you know, like I was just saying, just you know, not encourage that that bullshit going on. Just you know, make it so that I guess more positive shit is brought to the light instead of the negative. But exactly, you know, so that's that's what it is. All right, and uh, let me see. Let me see. Apparently, Eminem has a new project out. I neglected to look up what it's called, but um, uh, yeah. he apparently decides to oh, go you know, in you know on everybody. Hmm. You know what this shit is called? Huh. I think it's called "Music to Be Murdered By." Oh God! Yeah, that's an Eminem yeah. title. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, let me let me just say, at this point, dog, it's just fucking cringy, dog. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just fucking cringy, dog. I'm sorry, all right, but 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 continue. I'm sorry. Continue, continue. Well, apparently he goes in on uh, where he talks about a whole rack of people from Billie Eilish and Rihanna to Six Nine and Snoop Dogg. So he's just like mm. going in on everybody apparently. And there's all these people that are reacting. Uh, MGK, I think he went on to MGK because I saw something about him reacting to the diss that Eminem said against him. <laughs> so I think the whole thing is just kind of old and played out like i mean this is what eminem started with and now it's like we're full circle back like like we got like we got the first couple good years out of him with albums and then we got like the the drug addict nigga and then we got the recovery nigga and then we got the re-drug addict nigga and now he's (laughs) just like back out here putting out more and it's just like honestly i haven't been excited for an eminem project in a while i haven't listened to an eminem project in a while I probably yeah. won't listen to this one, even not even uh, even if he's going against people that I don't like. I probably won't nope. just give a fuck. So, um, you know, hoo hoo to all y'all that love Eminem, and I'm sure y'all getting your giggles off on this whole album or project yeah. song, whatever the fuck it is. But I, to me, <laughs> I just don't care. But I mean, he is going yeah. in on everybody. So, yeah. look, this is this, and again, this is I, we're saying, talking about this shit before that. I feel like this is nothing more than just a clout kind of chasing thing that he's doing by mentioning all these really popping artists because mm-hmm. you know at this point like i was saying i need eminem to be an executive producer to you know some like he could have been you know he had griselda signed to them for a long time and didn't really do much with them they, they didn't start popping off until i think they got out of shady because they wow. had both west they had both west side gun and uh conway and i think benny the butcher was the only one who was on rock nation but regardless, they had both of them, and I feel like their career didn't really start picking up until recently. 
which is kind of crazy. But I feel like, again, it kind of just speaks on the whole thing that I feel like Eminem is still too focused on his personal career in order to be this executive person to really be able to push people actually rapping. And, and again, I feel like he'd be good at that. I feel like Eminem is somebody who really knows, um, you know, music, rap music in particular. And I feel like with the with the people coming out of uh, Buffalo, with Griselda, uh, Benny the Butcher and all those guys. And I feel like there's a lot of guys that, you know, could fall right under Eminem's, you know, guidance. And I, I don't know. I feel like he, his role in hip hop could be a lot better than what it is now. Because right now, pretty much what it is, he makes music for like fat, fat white niggas that play computer games <laughs> on their fucking on their desktop, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. That's just that's just who he makes music for now. He doesn't make music for the culture anymore. True. Like, like that's just 100% what it is. I know a lot of people still have respect for him. Honestly, I've, I've, I think I've said this before and I'll, I'll say it again. I think Eminem is a little overrated. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of his popularity comes from his like shock value type of content, right? Mm-hmm. But, and again, he's a good rapper, but I just feel like a lot of his shit just isn't entertaining. And that's part of music to me yeah, at the end of the day. Very true. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like he could have a, a, a more impactful role in the culture right now, especially mm-hmm. if him being a white guy. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very important in order for him to, for his legacy to really live and have a certain impact. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like he's not doing it. And he's kind of just, I don't know. He's kind of no. just doing his own thing. Yeah. And like I said, we like I said before uh, we were on, before we started recording, I always thought that he would have like a record label by now. And since he's yeah. got all of that, you know, behind him, and the ability to and to sniff out skill, because I know he can, because he put together Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you're right. And he never. I feel like they never got the push that they should have got because they're one of the best groups in hip hop currently. Apparently, they're not together anymore, not since 2018, uh, according yeah. to the internet. But um, right. imagine if he if he did if he still had you know Griselda, and then he had Slaughterhouse, Slaughterhouse the on the label at the same time, bro. Are you serious? That is a heavy hitting, just two acts that you have on that joint. Like, because they're not. But if you see, and then you can have all their solo products on projects on your shit too. And then, but you know, right. he 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 should have done that. And again, like he like you said, he would have had more of an impact in the culture, especially now, mm-hmm. if oh, he had yeah. done something like that. Because he's basically, when you do that, you're helping to nurture the next generation of rappers. Yeah. And and again, I feel like it st- it stamps your your legacy like you're just directly without no question because people right now you know i feel like even though people are no question gonna include him in you know, i guess the greats conversation i guess right but i feel like if he kind of kept that you know mentorship role type of leadership role of his, of his artist that he had mm-hmm. i feel like it would have solidified it yeah but now it's it's still kind of in the air to be honest yeah and i mean can you imagine like shady shady records excuse me and it has griselda family it has slaughterhouse say they fucked around and got like you know the game or something like that and they just imagine like like six or seven other acts whether they're singers rappers whatever whatever and the but it's headlined by griselda and slaughterhouse like Mm -hmm. that was going to be one hell of a label and can you imagine what a compilation album would sound like if it had all the niggas from griselda and all of them slaughterhouse Dog, and, and also we're forgetting about Fifty Cent, who was also a shady True. artist at one point. That's right. So again, you know, this is all somebody who, artist that uh, that Eminem found, but because of his focus on his own career, mm-hmm. which nobody really gives a fuck about. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's why I don't understand. That's why I don't want to hear these dumbass songs. Eminem, 
get your ass out the fucking studio mm-hmm. and get your ass in an executive position and push these fucking artists that you have around you, you know, because a lot of these guys, you know, I feel like could really benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't it's know. Crazy. But hey, you're gonna, he's going to do what he does and yeah. he's probably going to do the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, yeah, I, I'm willing to bet on that. All right. Well, before we get out of here, let's talk about this last topic. And you were explaining it to me because, as I told you before, I really didn't care. (laughs) But it's actually quite interesting now that you've explained it to me. So why don't you talk about this whole beef between DJ Academics and Meek Mill? Because it definitely it it hit a curve. I wasn't expecting it to (laughs) to, to hit. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All right. So. Pretty much, y'all, I'm not sure if you guys have kept up with the new social media apps. Apparently, all the celebrities and all the cool guys and girls out there on the Clubhouse app, which is essentially an invite-only app where you could tune in to, I guess, different celebrities having conversations over the phone or through Zoom or however it is that they do it. And pretty much, you know, people are able to tune in and listen to this shit. And in this case, it was Meek Mill and DJ Academics. Uh-huh. Now, the curveball, I'm going to just throw it out now, just so y'all can understand how this conversation went, was that the mediator in all of this was 21 Savage of all people. (laughs) Now, believe it or not, he was the fucking reason to voice this whole fucking conversation because there was a bunch of other people, like, on the little panel that they had. Mm -hmm. You know, other people were in the conversation as well. Like, um, you had other, uh, like, media or rap journalists and shit like that in in the... in the conversation and they would yeah they would give their two cents on the situation uh but ultimately fucking 21 savage he was the voice of reason in this whole shit and i feel like he was making all the solid reasons and whenever meek mill was just being an ignorant ass nigga just not trying to hear academics with whatever he was saying he was like look dog you really can't you you can't you can't just say this like you know because he was he was keeping it funky all the way around And, and i feel like in a situation like this you have to do that um, you, you can't just shit on one side and, and try to not because I, I don't know man I feel like academics whether you like him or not mm-hmm. he's part of the culture right now he's a major part of the culture oh yeah and I feel like if um, if you have a problem with things that he's doing I feel like it's important because he's always going to be it, a part of the culture to you know come to some sort of understanding instead of just you know brushing him off as somebody who's because he kept Meek Mill kept saying oh well we're not here to we're not here to negotiate with you, nigga. I'm just here that you know what it is. You mm. just being kind of a nigga about, about the whole situation. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty much, pretty much. So um, I don't know, man. It was it was kind of interesting. Ultimately, uh, they came to the to the agreement that academics probably shouldn't post too much street related music shit. Mm. So whenever an artist says some crazy shit about an artist, maybe he probably shouldn't post it because at the end of the day, that's gonna uh you know inspire and encourage other younger guys to you know say shit like that mm-hmm. in order to get on and, no. and i guess that that's obviously nowadays is not what you want from guys so. and essentially like he does like he doesn't report on it to just report on it he'll report on it but then give his two cents about who he thinks is right or wrong in the situation and i think right, that's another right. big problem with it is because it's a big yeah. it's a big difference between talking about what these two niggas are fighting about versus talking about what these two niggas are fighting about and then being like well this nigga's wrong because blah 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 i don't even know what the fuck he yeah, did. so right. yeah like academics if <laughs> i i say he could keep talking about that shit but you can't 
put your personal opinion into it just be like yeah this happened this happened i don't know blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. next time on academics <laughs> especially especially because he always says he's part of the pussy nigger association mm-hmm. and not part of no street shit mm-hmm. so i feel like if that's your case then keep it to journalism yeah. and by not by not because i feel like if you think about it right when you think about basketball the people who talk about who give their two cents about what's going on it's always somebody who's an ex-player an ex-coach the, the the analysts they're always ex-players or ex-coaches mm-hmm. same thing here you know what i mean i feel like if you're not about the situation then you probably shouldn't give your two cents about a situation that you really don't know about exactly so i agree i agree dog if, you're, if that's what you want to do if you want to report on shit if that's you know that's because that's what they like to say oh mm-hmm. i'm just reporting on what's happening well then don't give your two cents on it. exactly you know because you don't you don't hear you know on 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 the news the reporter the murder that happened well i think maybe if he hadn't been walking down the street at this late hour and night you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're just never gonna hear some shit like that. So exactly, same shit with academics. I feel like if you don't want that smoke coming from a certain group of people, then you probably shouldn't comment on shit that don't add wood don't to the fire, about. nigga. Shit. There you go. There you go, man. <laughs> I agree 100. All right. Well, y'all know where y'all can find us. Y'all can find us on uh, the Instagrams and the Twitters at HQ Podcast, and that is all spelled out. Spell it out. Yes. You can find us on facebook.com by going to facebook.com and searching out hip hop heads podcast and you can also find us for your listening pleasure at soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, podcast addict stitcher spotify radio republic and google podcast yes sir is there anything else you'd like to tell the folks before we jump up out of here for the evening sir no nah, but definitely thank you for tuning in uh you know thank you for coming back with us on a little hiatus that we took Sorry we're definitely back Mm-hmm. And we are going to get to these album reviews. Yes. You already know we get into that Benny the Butcher mm-hmm. last uh, album that he put out. And we're also doing uh, Three Six Mafia Unbreakables as a classic joint. Yep. So definitely tune in for that. For all my niggas from 2003, y'all already know what it is. <laughs> uh, but definitely, definitely we got some shit for y'all. We also have an end of the year episode coming up yes. very soon as well. So uh, definitely, man, we got some shit coming for y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in with us, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you for rocking with us. And we're going to keep trying to deliver this for y'all, man. Yes, so sir. Thank you. And uh, this will be my first time listening to The Untouchables. So I'm all, I'm in Chris's seat this time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is, yo, let me just say, this is a great album. This is a great album. This is, let me just, let me just say, this is our, this is, if you're like in a situation where you're going to go rob a house or a 7-Eleven, <laughs> this is the fucking album you want to have in your Beats headphones, the little portable Bluetooth joints. This is what you need. But we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that with the reviews. Because I've, I've always felt that way, dog. This is Mafia. God forbid if you're ever in a situation where you need to do some really illegal shit. Mm-hmm. Is with a music that's going to make somebody who's not about that life yep. just jump out the fucking window. I'm trying to tell you. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I mean, they they have a song called "Break the Law" and it just repeats "Break the Law." We ain't playing. Break the... So okay, you already know what time. We already know what we're in for. <laughs> you already know what we're in for. for sure. All right. Well, for my man, Mr. Chris Ben Bass, my name is Cooper. We are coming from y'all from the DC area. You know, we love everybody sure. around the world. Y'all take care of each other. Be good. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Be good. And if you can't be good, be the best that you can be. And we hey. will holler at y'all later. Peace. Peace.